Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Ben podcast here. And I don't know where you are. You could be in your car, you could be at home, you could be, you know, making dinner, you could just be chilling uh, <laughs> at home somewhere, or I don't know where else you'd be chilling. Uh, or maybe you're at work or wherever you are. Uh, I'm so happy that you tuned in and that you were listening uh, for today, which would be Thursday. And I'm so excited because today I thought I would talk about almost a topic that I get asked about a lot, actually. It's kind of funny because I, I never, like I was told I would get this asked to me a lot, but I never actually believed anyone. But the question actually is, uh, what what's it like being graduated? What's it like not being at Cedarville anymore? And I never actually thought about that question really until obviously I graduated. And so I wanted to kind of tackle that question. Like there's like three phases and I, that's just such a weird thing to say, but there's like three phases I want to talk about it in is, is I think one is, is what I miss. Um, I think that is a, a big thing that I don't know. I just wanted to talk about, I guess, share with you guys. And uh, a number two is uh, what it's like now, what it's like, you know, for the future, I guess. And then three is, is, is there any regrets? Is there anything that, I, that I'm missing or things I wish I could change? Um, so I kind of want to cover those three uh, phases today. And, um, you know, people ask me, um, you know, what, what, you know, you you might ask me why am I talking about this? I think it's just because, you know, it it is tough. I think sometimes when we leave a a school that we love or a place that we love, whether that's a job, whether that's a um, a house, a, a family situation that you love and you loved being there, it is hard to leave. And so, um, and I know there's others that are in the same you know spot as me. Maybe not in college, but maybe it's it's a job that you loved and you built friendships and relationships. And I'll get into that. And I think that is that is so cool. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, and that's just a little bit about what's going to be happening today. And first off, I want to thank all the new listeners, all the listeners that are tuning in for the very first time. Uh, this is the Real uh, Talk with Ben podcast. I am Ben. And um, as the title might suggest. And so uh, this podcast just involves a lot of things that are on my heart, things I want to share. Um, but the main goal, and, and there's also gonna be other people, you know, like last episode, I had my dad and, and sharing their hearts and sharing how God has changed them. And I really want you to be encouraged by these. And so that's my goal with this podcast is to bring glory to God's name and to then um, shine it for all to see and hopefully give encouragement at the same time. And so with that, um, I also oh almost forgot um, a couple episodes ago, I talked about my kind of like my life story. It was actually the very first episode. And I talked about um, the time that I got bullied and um, those those moments. And, um, and, I, and I posted that video on my Instagram. My Instagram, if you didn't know, you can go check that out. It's at uh, BigBen underscore six. Um, and you can go check out that video. Or it was I also posted on Facebook as well uh, at Benjamin Bowden. And, um, and I got a, a lot of great feedback from it. Um, a lot of people, I think, somewhat didn't know that's what I went through. And... I wanted to talk a little bit before I get into the today's episode is just uh, know that there's probably more people than you know that have uh, went through bullying. Um, sometimes I think we're too scared to admit it. Um, that was me for years. I never wanted to talk about it. Didn't want to talk to anybody. Didn't care if anybody cared, to be honest, because I just felt like I was alone. Um, but know that you're not. And so 
I guess that's what I wanted to share with you is just, um, I, first off, I appreciate the support, um, the kind words that were given to me. Um, but I also want people to realize that again, you're not alone. Um, if you've gone through bullying and you might be 25 or 26, um, or even in your thirties or whatever, like it's not too late to kind of just talk to somebody through it. Um, I did the kind of unconventional route where I had to figure it out myself before I talked to anybody, but maybe you just need to talk to somebody. And, um, that's my encouragement. And if that, if you want to talk to me about it, uh, I would love to listen. Um, but again, I, I think it's a topic that we don't talk about enough. Um, I think it's a part of our lives that we don't talk about enough. And maybe you were on the other end, maybe you're the one that bullied people and it's hard to come to grips with that. And that's okay. God forgives you. Uh, God loves you. Um, but maybe it's time to get it right with the Lord and with the people that you teased or bullied. Uh, and so, yeah, and, I, and I've, I've kind of been debating and maybe in the next couple episodes, I don't know, but I'm really thinking about having uh, an episode where I just talk about it and, and the effects that it had on me. Um, even though I mentioned a little bit, uh, in the past first episode. So that's just a little bit about, uh, that. And I just wanted to say a little thank you and a little, um, appreciation, I guess. So Again, thank you so much uh, for that. And so now let's get into today's topic. So, talking about uh, what's like, at, what is it like after I've graduated? And so um, I'm wearing my my Cedarville jacket because obviously, great great school. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I graduated from Cedarville University. It's uh, located in Cedarville, Ohio, um, very small town, uh, but a great university. Uh, stands by the Word of God and the testimony for Jesus Christ. And so. Uh, testimony of Jesus Christ. So uh, it's a great, great school. Uh, it really helped transform me. Uh, I know I'm, if you want to go check that out, go check out the first episode um, as well as a little bit of the second episode. And I'll have more details about what, what all went in when I was there uh, and the encouragement that was brought to me by Cedarville. Um, but with that, you know, going through my, my schooling and a lot of great things uh, happened uh, and I graduated, obviously. And, and now I get that question what do you miss at Cedarville? What do you miss from Cedarville that now that you're out in the world? And those of you who don't know, I'm living at home uh, away from Cedarville. I can still get to Cedarville if I wanted to, but um, it's kind of different. It's kind of a little awkward sometimes, I feel like. But I think the biggest thing that I miss from Cedarville and something that actually the, the second biggest thing I miss from Cedarville used to be number one. Um, but number, but number two is, is still probably up there as well. But number one is, uh, is friends. Um, the friends I missed and, uh, there's a few guys that, um, man, they just, they meant so much to me, um, through the tough times and through the, the good times, they really just, um, they were always there for me. And, and I I know that sometimes it's cliche, but, when you go through as much as I did the first couple of years, it's very realistic that they could all left my side and they could all went to, you know, just be a part of their own friend groups and not care about Ben. But, you know, with that being said, they stuck it out. Like they were there for me when the times got tough. And so I think I didn't really realize how much I missed those guys until we've graduated. Um, one is living in Pennsylvania. He's about to get married. Another one is living in Southern Ohio, um, going to grad school and he's married. Um, and so we have lives now 
and there's a couple other my friends um, that you know they've moved either out of state or they're really busy with their job. Um, and of course, I'm now living with one of my really good friends as well. Um, so that's been that's been encouragement, and I'll get to that. But that's been an encouragement beyond what I can say. But when you you don't realize how much you miss that friendship or that brotherhood or that discipleship until you are out of range. Um, and it's kind of hard to describe because I think so many times we, we are just so used to having those friends that we can go drive over and see, like, I know for me at Cedarville, that was huge. Like it was so easy for me just to literally, when I lived in this one dorm called Lawler, I could just literally pop my head out and I go see one of my best friends, Jesse, uh, who's one of the guys, he lives in Pennsylvania now. And I literally could just pop my head over and see him. And that's what was so cool for me. And then when I lived in the townhouses, which is kind of like an apartment kind of style living, um, I could just hop in my car and go to a dorm or, or go downtown where they were living or whatever. It was super awesome and I, and I loved it. But to now for the past, you know, I, you know, I've technically left Cedarville uh, in May, even though I was finishing my degree, um, left Cedarville in May. And so I haven't seen some of these guys in, you know, eight months, nine months. And through that time, that's when it really hits you. Like, wow, that's how special it was. And so I, I think that's the number one thing I really miss is the friendships and the, the relationships that I built. Um, yes, some of them are still underclassmen. So some of them I still can see, I still actually have seen, actually this past week I saw one and, and saw a couple others. And so I could still do that and it's super fun. And I, and I love being able to do that, but the super close friends, the ones that really helped me through things. It's hard sometimes and, and you miss them. And when you give them a call, those calls last for an hour, two, three hours, because you miss having those voices to encourage you. And you miss having those conversations that could change your life. And that's what I tell freshmen all the time at Cedarville or younger high schoolers. As I say, when you get to college, find those those men find those women that can pour into your life. Um, yeah, it's, I don't really mean to get emotional, but it is hard. It's hard. It's hard when you're away, but it's also exciting to see what God does. And so I guess in the positive is seeing what God's doing in their lives. You know, one's getting married here shortly and another one is married and, and doing grad school. And I have a couple other friends that are doing well. It's super encouraging, and I, I, I root them on, and I, and I pray for them every day, and, and it's exciting. Um, and, I, and that moves me into kind of that second that second um, point of what I miss about Cedarville, and that is chapel. Like, I know it's cliche, and especially if you graduate from Cedarville and you're listening to this, you're going to know, like, oh, Ben saying chapel again. But it's true. Like, when they say chapel's the heartbeat of campus, it's legit the heartbeat of campus. Like... Everything kind of surrounds like, and if you don't know, every day at Cedarville on Monday through Friday, we have chapel requirement at 10 a.m. You have to be there unless there's an excuse because of a class or because of of, um, internship or something like that. You're required to go. And when you're a freshman, you hate it. Like I remember as a freshman, I'm like, I do not want to go to chapel every single day during the week. I'm going to church on Sunday. Like that's six days. But as you go and as you become a sophomore and as you become a junior and as you become a senior, every year I felt like it got more important for me to have that moment in the day to when I could focus on God only. 
Um, so many times I think we sometimes focus on everything else during the day that we forget our focus of, of kind of school. I mean, kind of God. And we, instead we focus on school. And for me, when I was going through that tough time, losing my grandpa, you know, first going through a breakup, losing my grandpa, um, then losing my cousin chapel sometimes was the last place I wanted to go because I knew they would talk about God. I knew they would talk about things that weren't going to be encouraging. And I knew they would sing songs that would hit me hard and songs that would mean a lot to me. But also during that time was the time I also really wanted to go to chapel because those are the days that I needed to be around Christians and brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and so in, in a sense, chapel really helped me get through a lot. And there's been so many great speakers. Uh, Dr. White, our president at Cedarville University, is a man that I admire. Uh, I hope I can be a little bit like him one day. He, um, I can consider him as a friend. I consider him as a guy that I can lean on for under, for questions and try to understand things. Um, he truly is a a man that it believes what he says. And when he says that we are not going to go away from the Bible and we're going to stand firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ, he means it. And you feel it every Monday when he preaches, you feel that and you see that you see it in the way he comes across and the way he reads God's words. He doesn't just say God word, God's word to associate with Cedarville. He says God's words for the meaning that God's word was meant to be interpreted. I think so many times we have um, people that might preach or, or, you know, pastors or even, you know, maybe other Christian schools that say they're Christian that, that will be like, well, we're going to associate to what we need to be it for us. No, he's just honest. He's honest about everything. And that's what I love about him. And so that's really the second thing is, is I really, really miss chapel. <laughs> like I miss singing, like worshiping with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Like that's one of my favorite parts was just, um, being able to like go to chapel when you've had a great day in worshiping and then even on the bad days, like being encouraged to see everyone else. Um, and that's, I guess that's something that's really cool um, that, I, that I definitely miss. And I think the third thing, and this kind of groups a lot of things together, is the culture of Cedarville and the environment of Cedarville. Um, and what I mean by that is that I've had so many great experiences from working with the basketball team for three years. Um, to this day is still some of my favorite memories, uh, traveling to Italy, traveling, um, with the basketball team, you know, side of Hills every fall before season started doing some crazy things. Like I, like I loved it. Um, you know, it, it was tough to leave after three years, but I knew God was moving me in a different, different way. But in that time of those three years, like God really shaped me, um, made some amazing friends, uh, some friends that I, I call brothers for life. Um, some great coaches, coach Estep, coach, uh, coach Moore, coach Mado, coach sock. I mean, there's so many of them that, um, truly have, uh, impacted my life in many ways. Uh, I still use a lot of the things they say today when either I'm coaching or whether I'm working or, or whatever, um, they truly have meant had an impact on my life. And then I think, and then going on with that is just even the other jobs that I've had at Cedarville, um, working for Brian Burns, uh, and working for, um, Cedarville's, um, campus experience. Um, Cedarville's campus experience to me was like some of the best moments. And I only did that for like 
two years, maybe, maybe two years. It might've been only a year and a half, but mainly two years. Um, it was just an amazing experience. Like being able to help plan an event that at the beginning of the school year welcomes over a thousand new students, freshman transfers to come to Cedarville. Like I was a part of that as a freshman to then now being a part of that and to be able to part of that culture of, of building and mentoring those, those kids and to plan an event was just an experience I'll never be able to, um, probably replicate honestly. And then from that, even that moment, right after that, I started my job in and, you know, in campus experience and with, with scab, which is now called cab. Um, but it was super cool, like to be able to plan events all year round, uh, alt nights and like alt nights to me were some of the most favorite moments. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like that first part of, of that point of missing the culture is just the jobs. And the, I think those are like the mentors I met through those and, it's just, it's an amazing time. Like it's hard to, to say, but it, it truly was an amazing time. And, and I, and I miss it dearly. Um, and with that, I missed like the big events at Cedarville, like, uh, campus Christmas is by far still one of my favorite events at Cedarville, not just like doing stuff late at night, but like Christmas in the dorms. Like if you're not a Cedarville student, you won't understand this, but, or you were a Cedarville student, like to go into dorms and see literally dorms transformed into other worlds sometimes or other themes is crazy. Um, one of my favorite experiences was winning it. Um, we actually fun little story, side story. Um, if you get a little background, the campus Christmas kind of falls around right before uh, we go on Christmas break, right before finals week. Um, super fun time just to kind of, you know, relax and, and have fun as a, as a group of students. And every dorm, you can, you know, if you want to, you can dress your hall or your units as, as a certain thing, you know. And uh, I remember my freshman year, we were absolutely a joke. Um, we uh, <laughs> we had like this hype party. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was bad. And we would just jump around like we played like really loud music and legit the line was so short that people would use ours as a way to warm up before they get in the lines of other people <laughs> and so it was just really one of those things where you're like wow and like we were so naive at times we're like oh ours is awesome they love it and it's like no they just want to be there because it's warm um so that was like a really fun moment uh for me uh but then as we went to sophomore and junior year Sophomore year, especially, we decided we're going to do NASA. It's just going to be really cool. We're going to do NASA. We're going to be a. We're going to make like a whole like. I think that at that point we did. I believe it was we were going on the moon or something. I can't quite remember what exactly it was. And we're like, oh, we decorated. We spent you know the day decorating. We got it all ready. You know, I think I was a scientist because like me working with basketball, I wasn't guaranteed to go. So I was like, I ended up being like a scientist. And we go through the night and we're super pumped. We're like, we're going to win this. And every every time slot, there's three time slots throughout the night. And every time slot, there's a winner from a certain area. And um, pretty sure the first year we finished last, even though there was no such thing, but pretty sure. The second year, we were so pumped. We ended up finishing second. We were super bummed. So it came around to my junior year and we're going, okay, we have to win this year. And I'm thinking, oh, we're going to do something new. 
But our RA at the time, he's like, no, we're going to do the same thing and we're going to make it better. I remember we made it better and this was like a whole travel. Like you got on a rocket ship and like, it was just, it was super cool. You got to could travel. You had different launch points. You had to go solve problems. It was, it was just an amazing thing that all of us guys did. It was absolutely awesome. And we, uh, and I remember, uh, I'm thinking about like, what can I do? So I made like name badges for like all of the main characters. And of course, because I was making the name badges, I was like, Hey man, can I be like a, like a security guard? Like right before they enter in the main area, it was like the, there's a bathroom and that, that was the main area. And then it went into even more main stuff. And he's like, Oh, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna name myself Yusuf. For some reason I named myself Yusuf and I was, I guess an Israeli, security guard. I was in like an all suit. I had like this toy gun. I, I still to this day laugh at it because I had to keep a straight face the whole time. I barely talked and I was just like, which if you know me barely talking is really hard, especially for like two hours, super hard. Um, but it was super fun. We got through it. People loved it. At the end of the day, we get, we get ready. We hear the announcement, we look on our email and they announced we won and we were stoked at this time, I'm cleaning up, I am changing, and we go out, and we're all pumped, we're running outside of Lawler, and we're like, yeah, we did this, yeah, we're so excited, they're like, we're gonna run to the rock, and I'm going, sweet, I go out, and I forgot my shoes, and I'm running across grass, sticks, stones, something on blacktop, I was stubbing my toe, I mean, I got to the rock, which, just a big rock, and we were just celebrating there, legit, I get back, my feet, they're bruised in the next morning. And it was just one of those moments that I always say, I will always remember for the rest of my life. And so Cedarville, thank you for that moment. Truly, I appreciate the moment that I got to enjoy and also maybe even a little bit of pain, but that was super fun. And yeah, so that is, I think the three things why I'm going to miss Cedarville the most. I want to move on to phase kind of two. And that is what is life like now? Because, you know, people like always say, like I said at the beginning, the question was, what's, what's it like being graduated? And so what's life like now? Well, for me, it was definitely different than most because I still had to finish my undergrad after I walked in graduation. So I came back home. I lived here at home in West Liberty. I was living here and I student taught at a, at a local school uh, about 30 minutes away. Um, and that's a long, that's a whole other story I can get into about just the chaos went with student teaching. But so that was super weird because like all my friends had jobs or all my friends were in grad school and I'm sitting here going, I'm still like finishing and I'm still trying to figure out what's next. And, you know, at that time I obviously had decided to become a missionary. So that's what also what made things different is when you already kind of have a decision made, but yet you're still trying to finish school. It's super hard to focus on one or the other. Um, obviously I had to focus on school. I wanted to graduate. I wanted to finish. Um, but that kind of comes in with a, I guess another caveat is that, you know, to, to become a teacher and background to become a teacher, uh, you know, you graduate, obviously you finish your student teaching, you graduate, but you have to pass these certain licensure exams, especially here in the state of Ohio. And I had, um, you know, finished my degree and I had, let's see, I had one, two, I had, I attempted all three exams in the summer before, um, for student teaching and I passed two of them. Super excited. Awesome. Um, and I took my third one and I failed it because it was hard. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I can do this. Like I didn't miss by many points at all. I was like two or three points 
and I was really ticked off because I'm like, seriously, state of Ohio, like I, I made it. I'm good, but no, I took it again in, I believe it was like October or whatever. And during this time I'm student teaching. So I'm making lesson plans. I'm doing all this and adding to that, I'm getting ready for become a missionary and I'm trying to study for this exam. So I go in, I take it again. I get my results back. I actually got one point worse than I did the first time. And yet I studied a little bit more. So I'm super bummed and I'm going like, I'm going to finish student teaching in December. I'm not even going to be able to teach. So I was super frustrated and like, that's what's frustrating about postgraduate life is sometimes life is frustrating now because it's not as easy as it was in college. Uh, no, but it's, so it was frustrating and then I took it again and I'm actually, as recording this, I'm still waiting on my results. So hopefully um, I can do better. But the nice thing was I didn't have to worry about student teaching. I didn't have to worry about anything like that. So yeah, that's what life's like kind of right now. And I think also what's interesting about life after graduation and after you kind of leave university is, I wouldn't say I have more time on my hands, but I have more flexibility with my time. And being able to do more things is honestly, like as much as I said, I miss Cedarville, I miss certain parts of Cedarville. Like I love being able to just go do stuff when I want, not having to worry about school anymore, especially now, like of course in student teaching, I didn't have that. But now, especially like I don't have homework. I don't have to worry about grades. Like I can just go enjoy spending time with people and, um, you know, rekindling old friendships or having fun with people. And that's super fun. And so that's what life's been like. And I think that's an encouragement for all of you still in school. Um, look, look forward to that. Look forward to being able to like, you know, go from your job to then go hang out with people and not worrying about homework. Um, cause as we all know in college, that's the super frustrating part is when you want to go do something, but you're like, Oh shoot, I gotta go do this homework. Um, which can really bum your night out. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, but yeah, that's been what's been really cool is like post-graduation is like being able to do more things, um, being able to feel like an adult, um, which is kind of frustrating because because uh, <laughs> this is where the future part comes in. I said phase two is kind of like what's going on after graduation slash future. Like my dad and I were going through like um, like all my student loans that I had, which by the way, oh, student loans. Um, you know, it's really exciting to graduate college, but then you look at that and you realize the amount of money you're paying, you're going to be paying per month. And we were going through all that. And like, that's super frustrating. And like, like I was definitely super frustrated, but I also realized that like God is good and God has a plan. And I think so many times we think we have to do it on our own. And I think that's an encouragement that I, I want to challenge you all with that are also going through student loans. Um, it can look like a big thing and it is, but at the end of the day, God's the one in control. And that's what's so cool. And so I'm not worried about it as much as I am, I think mentally a little bit. I'm also realizing that God is got me in his hand and he's going to guide me along. He's going to put me in the right place. He's going to help me figure out how to do that and pay those payments at the right time, uh, get them paid off so that I can enjoy uh, the rest of my life and, and really and serve him and more abundantly. And that's what's truly, truly awesome. And so, yeah, I, I think that's another, you know, I think bummer of being graduated, but then at the same time, it's also super like, okay, well, at least I've graduated and I'm not adding more onto that. Um, but it does hinder, I think a little bit of decisions and, and things you can make, uh, in the long run. But at the same time, I enjoy it. I enjoy being out of, out of school. Um, living at home has been a, also a big perk. I guess I didn't add that, you know, that's a big perk about 
leaving school is um, being able to be with my family. You know, some be like, oh, you're living with mom and dad. But like, you'll, guess what? It's a uh, free rent. So uh, I love free rent. And um, I also love being close to my family. My grandma lives really close um, and as well as my other parts of my family. So that's super encouraging to just have them close by and go spend time with them. I should probably do more of that. Uh, I don't, but I, I probably should spend a lot more time. And so uh, that's another big perk is just being close to family. And um, yeah. And so, you know, post-graduation is really weird. Um, like I said, this is like phase two and I, it's, I have three phases cause I kind of want to talk about three different things, but this, the second phase, like as I'm continuing to talk has really been an encouragement to me being away from Cedarville because it's, I was able to see how God has grown me and how I've matured. Um, I think sometimes we get away from seeing that when we're in college and especially at Cedarville because we're so used to people just feeding into us and, and encouraging us and helping us grow that we get away from what truly it means to be a Christian and how God's changed us. And I think that's one of the biggest keys is to be able to see what God is doing in your life every single day. And that's, what's truly, truly awesome. And so as I, as I have seen that, I've seen how God has really, um, changed me and how God has, uh, molded me through the years and to be able to sit back now and to go to church and people are like, wow, Ben, you've changed a lot. And it's hard sometimes because then you start thinking that prideful, you start becoming prideful, but I've always looked at it as like, no, it's, it's God. Like God's really helped me. God's helped me grow and God's helped me change. And, um, I'll be ever for great. I'll be ever, I'll be ever grateful if I can just speak today. I'll be ever grateful for Cedarville and what it did for me and, and the opportunities I had there. And yeah, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird time though, too. I, I tell people that all the time. It's weird to be graduated. Um, yeah, to be graduated away from Cedarville is weird because, well, I guess one that I'm, I guess I didn't say when I said uh, a perk, I guess one perk of being away from Cedarville is that I don't have to eat chucks every day. And I know you heard, if you listen to my other podcast, The Bros Know with my brother, you know we talked about uh, Chuck's a little bit. Uh, yes, I know. It's weird to call it Chuck's. It's the cafeteria. But, you know, you can't say up cafeteria because we call the upper level up Chuck's. And I think it just kind of goes well together. Um, but, yeah, I think being uh, away from Cedarville has taught me to appreciate so much the food that I am given um, and not to say that Cedarville food's bad. I just think it takes a special person to love it every single day, which my dad is one that loves to eat there a lot. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's kind of one thing too, is, is being able to have mom cook a lot has been great. Um, being able to eat with friends away from Cedarville, um, in a different place has been awesome. So that's really been, been fun and encouraging, uh, to me, um, and super, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun to have, be able to, you know, have your own, own place with your family and be able to eat food and all that. Cause we all love to eat food, but I think continue on, we're going to go to into phase three and phase three. Um, it's a little more, I think a seriousness, I guess when it comes to myself is, you know, that third phase I talked about was the regrets or anything I wish I could change about my experience at Cedarville. And this is a hard one. Um, this is a hard one for me specifically, um, because I had such an up and down road, especially at the beginning of my time. Um, so I don't, 
it's kind of hard to answer in in one way because Cedarville is so it's been so amazing and I'm not saying that my time at Cedar was terrible and I'm not like that's what I'm not here to do I'm not here to say Cedarville is terrible but like I you know shared in my testimony that the beginning of my time at Cedarville was really really hard for me um I struggled a lot just with friends and making right decisions and being with the right people. And so in a way, I don't regret that I went through that necessarily. And so really you can tell throughout this whole thing, I'm never going to have the regret of what happened. But I think what I personally wish would have happened is that, and I guess it is sort of a regret is that I would have been involved sooner in, you know, discipleship groups or had a mentor sooner um, because I think those things would have really maybe changed, um, how I view things. But again, like it's hard to even say those kind of things because then you're like saying, well, I God, I wish you would have changed my story. Um, but we can't say that like God knows the story that he has given you. Like God, God made that made your whole path the way he did because he knows it was what was best for you. And that can be hard to swallow. Uh, I know it is for me a lot of times. And so, you know, what's it been like post-graduation to think about those things? It can be hard because I think at times I wonder what life would have been like, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't think about things that could have changed. Um, there are times when I wish I maybe would have met a girl and to be able to have, you know, two or three years with the same girl to, grow with, to be challenged with spiritually, and then to, at this point, be looking at getting married. But by looking at that and by thinking that, I, you can realize, and I realize that by saying that, I wouldn't be able to be a missionary. And I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened. It could have. But would the path I am not on now be changed? Yes, I could have had someone I've been with, but I wasn't ready spiritually. I wasn't readily ready mentally. And so, yes, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I haven't thought about those things or I haven't even thought about, I haven't even said that. What if I would have had a job right out of college and would have been graduating four years instead of having to wait six months again, things would have changed. But I think God has shown me over and over again that his ways are perfect and that the only way we can grow is by accepting what he has in, has in store for us. And that's what, that's why I don't have regrets. That's why I don't regret not doing this or doing that because at the end of the day, God had a plan. He knew what was going on and there's no way we can change what happened but we can learn from what happened. And I think that's one of the coolest things about what God allows is like allows us to go through something. And after we've asked for forgiveness, and after we've have grown, we can look back on that and help others to, or even to be able to help ourselves in the future when we get tempted or, or those things happen where we don't really know what's going to happen next. And so I think one of the biggest things I've learned in this time of, of leaving Cedarville and, and looking back on my college days, I look back a lot. I love looking at old pictures and uh, thinking about the, the memories that I had and uh, the many late nights or the, the fun outings that I had. Uh, I still look at those. 
So some of my favorite moments. Um, but I also look at it as that was just a stepping stone into our, into my journey that God wanted me to have. Um, one of the coolest things about God is that he's always going to have you, you're always going to be prepared for the next step because God has prepared you. He's never going to give you something too big that you can't handle. He's never going to give you something that you sit there and go, I can't do this, God. Because in a way, you're right. You can't do this alone. You can't hit life alone. You can't try to go on to, into life and say, I got this. I don't need anybody else. Because when you try to do that, you slip and fall. And for me, to be able to now look on my life and say, wow, God is good. God is so, so good. Um, it's truly special. And uh, it's really cool just to see what what God has done in my life and uh, to look back on my time at Cedarville and to really see the power that he is, the power that he has to, to just touch so many lives that their life, they were touched and then it ended up touching my life is so cool. And I, I think sometimes we forget about it. And sometimes we forget to look at the amazingness, the amazingness, I don't even think that's a word, but the amazingness that God has done uh, in our own lives. And so, yeah, that that's phase three. Phase three of the amazingness that God has done in my life and that I don't have regrets. The reason I don't have regrets is because if you have regrets in your life, like I said earlier, it's harder and harder to look at life in the positive, what God is doing, because all you're doing is look at the negative and you're thinking that God let that happen because he doesn't love me or God didn't let that happen because he doesn't care that I'm successful. To be honest, God cares that you love him and that you're going to spread the word of God. You're going to spread the word of Jesus Christ and you're going to share it with every single nation that you reach. And every single person, in every single country, every single state, every single town that you walk into, you need to share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray that we do that. There are days that I still pray that. I'm like, God, sorry, I didn't do that well. But God calls us to be a follower of him, and that means giving everything that you have to him. Like I said, the student loans... It's tough to look at that and say, God, why? Why did you make me go to Cedarville where I have all these loans? Or why did you make me go to college where I have all these loans? But it's a stepping stone. There's a reason why that happened. There's a reason why those things happened because those are the moments that we have to dive in and say, God, I can't do this on my own, but I can do this with you. God, I can do this with you because you're amazing. You are uh, the almighty. You're Jehovah. You're the God of everything. And so... I pray that that's how we look at life. We look at life going, God, you are amazing. God, this is your story, not my story. God, this is this is your story. I'm just a part of it. So I pray as, you know, I, I kind of wrap this up. I want to wrap this up with a couple of different things. And, and, and one, I want to wrap this up with this. If you're a college student right now, or you are a student at Cedarville, a student at High State, a student at you know Iowa or California or wherever you're at. Think about this: Am I looking at my time in college as just a moment to have fun, to just mess around, or am I using college as the moment to where I'm glorifying God in everything that I do? And that can be a hard, hard thing to think about, but I, I hope you can. Um, I, I hope you can realize that 
God has a purpose for you, no matter where you're at in your walk, no matter where you're at uh, in your in, in your time, whether you're a freshman, whether you're a senior, or whether you're a young adult. God has a, a a purpose for you, and God has a purpose that might not you might not understand that the tough times might get tougher, but that's okay because God's in control and God loves you, and God will always always love you, and He has a purpose for you. And I and I think that rolls into to number two. And and the the second thing I want to finish up with is this. Don't let the bad times of uh, bad memories or bad times in college, or especially bad times at a job or whatever. Don't let that control how you think about everything else in your life. Because I've done that. I've done that where I'm, that's all I think about is the bad things that have happened. And so then at the end of the day, I'm now telling God that you don't matter anymore. Because you gave me all this bad stuff. I don't care about you. In fact, God maybe gave you that bad stuff to wake you up. I know that's that's happened to me more than once. It's like, oh, that's why. And so that's number two. And the third and final thing I want to leave you with is our God is good. And if you, especially this is more, I think, uh, really it's for anyone, but especially for seniors or juniors or even, you know, postgraduates. Now you're about to start your journey of your life. And I'm in that moment right now. Are you willing to accept what God has in store for you? Are you willing to understand that God has a better plan than anything that we can ever grasp or think of? Because if you are not allowing that to happen, then you again are telling God, I don't care. I pray that that's none of us, but I'm not here to, I'm not going to be silly enough to think that that's not one of us listening right now, or that's one of you. Maybe we'll hear this a couple years down the road. I don't know, but. I just want that to be a part of our life. Don't let go to life thinking that this is God's life. I'm just this, I'm part of it. And again, like I said a couple episodes ago, missions is going to be a part of your life. I pray that that's what your mindset, that you will take your job, whether you like it or whether it's a terrible job or whether it's there, you're getting treated badly, that you use it as a, as a, as a platform for his glory. And if you can use it as a platform, his glory, I pray that people will look at you and say, there's something different about that person. There's something different about her. There's something different about him because they, they believe in different things. They, they act differently. They're not out there just saying things that don't mean anything. They, they're out there living with a passion, with a purpose, because that purpose is living for Christ. And that purpose is to drive you further and further towards Christ. So my friends, I pray and I pray every day that we can become servants of servants for Christ every day and every moment that we live And so I hope that today was not just a day where you're hearing a young man sharing about his memories of college, but you're hearing a young man that has been transformed through the gospel of Christ, has been transformed through the good and the bad. He's been transformed knowing that God is his Lord. I pray that's what you hear today. 
I pray that you don't hear that I'm just here to bring up old memories, but that I'm here to talk about how God can change and God can bring those memories. Yes, it's fun to look back at memories. Yes, it's great to look at the fun things and the fun moments in our lives, but it's also important to realize that God is in control and that God is an amazing, amazing God. So once again, I, I want to say thank you to all of you that have listened today, that wherever you might be, whether you're sitting doing homework or whether you're driving or whether you're you're at home, uh, I pray this was uplifting for any person that in any part of their life that we can remember to live our life for Christ in every single way. So once again, thank you. And as always, we'll talk next time.